Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me as always is June Williams. Hello. And Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. Or should I call you Jeremy with your with your big M in hand? No. No? Just small M Jeremy? Not yes, M, Jeremy. please. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's no there's no large M's in my name. It's Jarrett me. <laughs> How's everyone's week, Finn? <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. I got a I got a new tablet. Ah. And a computer. Pardon? And a new computer. Did you get a new computer? I, no, okay, no. It's it's not like a like okay, so what I did was about a month ago is there was like on sale on eBay there was like a refurb. Oh, so it's your hundred dollar one. Yeah, so it was like 160 bucks, and it's it's a server computer. Um, but my tablet is really nice, and I've been watching stuff on it, such as the Land Before Time, because um, I've set up a Plex server, and that was the first thing that I downloaded when I got the Plex server set up was the Land Before Time. Turns out that movie still knows how to get me going real sad, real quick. <laughs> why? Why did you get it? What was the reasoning behind getting a tablet? Though. It was on sale, and yep. I have wanted to get a device to. Um, uh, read comics again because I ha- yeah. I've been I've been out of the loop on reading comics for a few years now and I wanted to get back into it. Um, and the height of my comic reading was when I first had a tablet years ago, um, which since is just like it it turns on and is knows how to keep charge for about half an hour. Yeah, um, I've been thinking about getting one just for like reading, like for um, yeah, for Kindle and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, that and we'll talk about this later. But I've also been using it to play XCloud. Um, which is which has been which has been good fun. Cool. But we'll get to that a little bit later. I uh, need to point out this has been an excellent week for uh, trending hashtags such as Aragon remake and Beast Wars. <laughs> everyone, it's been a fantastic week. Uh, I just want everyone to know that in the next five years, everything that I loved when I was small is going to be new and fresh, and you're all going to love it too. And there's no <laughs> other options for you. Who are you fucking at Twitter to get that like trending? <laughs> Look, I don't want to. I don't want to kiss and tell. Right? You don't want to throw Jack under the bus <laughs> at Jack. Um, why was this was trending? Uh, because the the new uh, Transformers Michael Bay movie was announced, which is called War of the. Yeah. No, okay. So Battle is it actually? Is it Beast Wars that they just changed the name, or is it like it, it, it'll not? be Beast Wars? They, yeah, they yeah. over the years they've adapted different Transformers arcs and different series um, in different ways. Like they got those Robo dinosaurs in and all that and all that stuff. So it'll it'll be Beast Wars. That's cool. Everyone yeah, ready to? Hey, Kerry. Hey, look, I'll go see that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's actually Beast Wars, I, I I probably won't enjoy it that much. If it's a Michael Bay Transformers movie, Beast Wars, it's probably not really what I'm after. But you know. You take what you can get as a Beast Wars fan. Exactly. I mean, they've just re-released the um the figurines. Black Arachnia and and T-Rex Megatron and Optimus Primal. It's a great time. I'm coming around on the name Optimus Primal. <laughs> I'll be honest. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? Given that chance, I would probably take that as well. They call him something else. Like he 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 un- he undergoes like a a transformation in space, and then comes back down to the planet. And he and they call him they call him like 
primal optimus or something he like fuses his spark with the original optimus prime spark or something like that the, they start the fountain of else. creativity yeah. <laughs> anyway that's enough about enough about my youth uh if you're unfamiliar, this is our weekly podcast from minimap.com.au, uh, a place where we sometimes write things and we speak lots of things into microphones for podcasts, uh, like this one and also our Game Club podcast. Uh, we just recorded our oxen-free Game Club discussion, um, which was interesting. I, I didn't really know what to expect, but I, I, we, we all had a good time and we dissected how we thought and felt about that game. And it's a good, it's a good listen. When that goes up, you should give it... Give it a listen, along with our um, our other podcast, The Pecking Order, where we rank the kissability of pop culture characters in pop culture and their characters. And we kiss them. Or maybe we don't. If you want to support this uh, podcast and the other things we do on the website, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau and support us monetarily there. Alternatively, you can also uh, give this podcast and our other podcasts uh, rating on your podcast service of choice. Um, also just wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv song from uh, their YouTube channel uh, for the music for the Minimap cast. Uh, you can listen to Shook at shook.bandcamp.com to find more of their excellent music. Um, I think that's about it for the, for the housekeeping. Um, I enjoyed how you, uh, when you were pitching uh, uh, the pecking order, you were like, maybe we do this thing or maybe we don't. Give it's it a, a listen mystery, to find Jeremy. Out. It's a mystery. They've got to listen. They've got to click on the episode to find out. Always leave them not knowing if they want more or not. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Very curious. Very <laughs> questioning themselves as to whether they've wasted their time or not. Yeah. Um, L- leave them wanting some. <laughs> Uh, right off the bat here, well, not right off the bat, it's been six minutes, but, uh, off the bat here, uh, just want to point out, this is a far quieter week than the episode that we recorded last week. Uh, not only has there not been an E3 this week, but also I think all of us have been playing a little less. Uh, I for one have been sleeping more, which has been fantastic. Um, uh, but yeah, with all that in mind, uh, it's probably going to be a shorter episode today. Uh, that said, we do have some things to go through, so... Um, Jeremy, do you want to talk yeah. about our, our Halo games that we played yesterday? Yeah. Um, it's 2008 again, and Carrie and I played Halo 3 custom games. It was um, great. It was really fun. Um, we, so, so yesterday we were, we were, we had a, we had a bit of time. We had like, I don't know, 90 minutes to two hours of, of, of game playing time. Um, and we were going to play a couple of games and see who was around. It ended up only being Carrie and I that was actually available for games. Um, and so we we hopped into Halo because um, I had an idea. So uh, Halo, they've been actually adding maps in the Mustchief collection to the old Halo games, um, new maps to the old games, which is which is a, which is an interesting concept. Um, mostly because there was another Halo game that was only out in Russia. Um, which never got fully released properly called Halo Online, which was Halo 3 multiplayer um, on like new systems um, with new networking. Which it hadn't been before. And and PC, yes. Um, Why only Russia? It it was doing its testing in Russia, basically. Um, I don't think the game ever ever reached a 1.0 state. Um, This was happening concurrently to Mastiff Collection, like 
being made um, when, there was, when this was happening. So it, it was a little while ago. Um, but what was happening is they actually had a content team um, happening over at Halo Online as well, um, which was like running Halo 3. And so they were adding new Halo 3 maps. And so when Halo Online got shut down uh, about two or three years ago, they had a bunch of these maps that have just sort of been sitting in limbo and they've been slowly bringing over into Master Chief Collection because some of the maps are actually quite good. Um, and so they, they added, uh, they've added one um, from today and from tomorrow, two more will be added, um, tomorrow being the 24th, uh, 25th rather. Um, and so I remembered what it's like to go into Halo 3 and find a new map, which is what I used to do is go into Forge and then just sort of like look around and see what the map is like in Forge being the map creator mode where you can fly around and add props and stuff. Um, what we used to do as well back when these, these were happening is in, in some maps, they would have skulls hidden around them. Um, and in some instances, you had to go out of bounds to find them. You had to sort of fight against some of the game to go and find these skulls. And if you pick them up, then you would get an achievement. Um or like a modifier for the game as well in some instances. Um, anyway, so like the, there's, as far as I can tell, there's no skulls in these maps that they're adding, um, but that's fine. Um, we dicked around in that for a little bit. And then we were dicking around in this, in this new map called Waterfall, oh, I believe. Don't remember um, what it's called, yeah. Right. Um, and then we started just to do what we do in Halo, which is like just shoot each other. <laughs> um and then we started to like properly start to try and kill each other um but in forge it's not scored and there's no teams or anything it's just like you can kill each other just to test stuff basically and so we're like all right all right hang on, hang on. if we're gonna do this we should actually do this and so we 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 hopped into a um a game mode called duel which is not one that i'd ever done before um and basically what it meant is uh it's a it's a it's a one v one map, and whoever is winning has a little marker above their head, letting everybody else know where they are. Um, and so we 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 played a couple of games there, um, which which was fun. And then I, then I started to fuck with the settings because you can change all the settings, um, in Halo Three, um, uh, and we changed it so that we got random weapons to start with. Mm. And then I fucked with it more where I turned up the movement speed to about 125%. Um, and then I turned on active camouflage. Um, and we, we played a couple of games there where I was still finding in the settings. But then we found, we found a game <laughs> where, where I'd, I, I had tweaked the settings to the point where we moved at about 150 times speed. <laughs> we, start, we started with random weapons and we were on a very small, very tight map with teleporters like scattered around it and we had active camouflage the entire time. So we were almost completely invisible. Um, in Halo, when you, when you start to shoot your, like the more you shoot your camouflage, then it gets reduced and then it will slowly like um, regen back up again. But it was scary because it was quiet and really tense. And the amount of times we bumped into each other yeah. um, and the, the, there was, there was a couple of cool things in this one as well, which was, um, I, I changed the radar that it would only, we would only show up on each other's radar within like five or 10 meters of each other, um, which is really short. Usually I think it's around 25 to 30 meters on, on the radar in Halo 3. Um, and so we only knew we were close to each other whenever we were like really close to each other. And we just like, 
we were just like silent and then one of us would go like and then like the other one would freak out and turn around or like the amount of times carry that that we were playing and i said oh you know come back when i had no idea where you were um, oh really just, just to fuck with you i had absolutely no clue where you were a lot of those times like i did see you occasionally and i did i did make you like hey wait come back and i did see you like walk past and then go back again and look around um because the way it works, it, there's like a shimmering effect when you're um, when you're uh, c- uh, camouflage. You're not completely invisible, but like it is really hard to see, especially when you're moving f- even faster than usual. Especially, like ripple. Yeah, yeah. And so if you stand still, like I did a lot, it makes it makes you way harder to see um, because you don't notice the change. It's like the it's like the the T Rex in Jurassic Park. You know, it's, it's visions based on movement. Um, <laughs> And the amount of times that like I would like follow Kerry for a bit when I had like a gravity hammer or an energy sword um, and just sort of like be quiet and just like black or like we would like I, I, I would throw grenades over to somewhere and then he would throw grenades from somewhere and I would look to see where the grenade would come from um, and like try and like triangulate your fucking position. Kerry, <laughs> uh, what, 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 what did you think of it? It was scary it was interesting because yeah. the map we chose like because first when we were trying it out um we chose a really really big map and jeremy had a had a cosmetic on that meant that his head was on fire so i could always <laughs> see the fire when i saw him um so it wasn't like it wasn't perfect when we were trying that larger map um but when we started i was like i was really scared um just because it was invisible <laughs> really we didn't good. know what to do but we're on this larger map and there are vehicles. And so where I spawned, there are a couple of warthogs. And I'm like, I reckon I can hide in this warthog. And so I just got on the turret of one of them and just like lined it up so it looked like a normal warthog. And I just stay there for like 30, 60 seconds. And then I hear a warthog coming around the other side. <laughs> Jeremy crashes into my warthog and gets out. And I'm like, no! <laughs> and I start laying into him with the turret. He's like, oh my God! <laughs> so it was like, so my- funny. My plan was so so the map is a rat's nest for anyone that that's familiar. Um, my plan was to fuck with all the vehicles to make Kerry not know what their default position was, but also to make Kerry not know when I had been there last. And so I like I, I got into a few vehicles like really early on, just drove them like into a wall and then got out and got into the next one. And so then I saw the other ones and I was like, oh well, I'll just drive into this one and make a wreck. And then I'll see. And then when Kerry will go, what happened to these warthogs? And I'll know where he is. But he was fucking in them. <laughs> <laughs> he was he there. Made it to it. And it was the kind of thing where I was like, this could I could be standing here for hours, or I could just get bored and and get and leave. But no, you just you just drove right into me. <laughs> yeah, I just immediately just like drove into the warthog, not knowing that you were in it because you had lined it up. Yeah, but the the bigger maps, it was you know we didn't see each other for a long time in those larger maps, and then the smaller one, um, there's an AI that is in the room that looks around at different characters when it's in sight. Uh, there's like a main room and then tunnels off to the left and right um, that loop back around to the main room, and the AI. Yeah, if you were inside of it, anywhere in that main room, basically, it just it just focuses on you. And I used that a lot to see where Jeremy was or see if he was at least in there um, if the if the light was fixated. And it was hard to look at it and not be found by it. So, you know, there wasn't much I could do. I didn't want to give myself away either. 
but it yeah. meant that there was this really interesting yeah cat and mouse game i mean jeremy was so good at finding me just walking around and at some point you know we were really i think we were really slow to start with um and really yeah stealthy and sheepish um but we really started moving around a lot more later on um and it was pretty close with the dual mode where it had the marker on you if you were winning a lot of those games were quite even obviously because when you're behind you got an advantage um uh and the the but the the closer knit invisible one that we did where um you didn't have that marker above your head was more difficult and still close, which I thought was fun. But yeah, it was the amount of times we'd we'd slash at a sword at each other and we'd miss or we wouldn't know the other person was there. Or yeah, the, the grenade throwing, just like throwing yeah. shit and running away, like that was really, really fun. Um Yeah. And there were so many times where I'd I'd run past something and you'd just start laughing and I'd be like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and and the amount of times as well i would throw down like a bubble shield for example and then oh, good. like i threw out a bubble shield and i threw a grenade in it and i ran away and then carrie's like oh bubble shield jerry's already in it walks into the bubble shield and there's a grenade that just blows up him and like <laughs> he goes ah and then i shoot him and he died and i went ah. and yet it also blew up the bubble shield so that i wasn't safe anymore <laughs> yes <laughs> it, it, it's good fun it's real good um but yeah, no, it was good, and it was it was fun working it out in the start as well, um, and like trying out the new maps and stuff like that. Uh, it it went forever. <laughs> <laughs> it did go for a long time because because oh, I I forgot to change it to first the ten kills and it was first the twenty five in that one, mm. Mm. which I think so, was fine. Like I think yeah. I, doing that one good mode like that I think was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Halo, I, I would, Halo Three rocks. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, I would love to do that with a bunch of people on a on a bigger map. Yeah. Um. Either on teams or not. Um. Yeah. Like, it, like teams with markers could be fun. Um. So you know where your team is, but you know when they know where the enemy is, and so then suddenly, like, one of your teammates' marker goes from blue to red. <laughs> like mm. that. That that could be interesting. Mm. I think I'm gonna call the game mode Ghosts. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Call of Duty Ghosts. Yes. <sighs> That's how that game plays, right? Yes, um, that's that's where I copied the idea from. Uh, why did why did you hear this with what else you've been playing, Jeremy? Cool. So um, I finished Ratchet and Clank. It is really, really good. It is really, really good. I think it's the best PS5 game so far. I think it. I think it is. I think there's either that or Demon Souls for me. Uh, like they're pretty up there, um, but. I think Ratchet. I think Ratchet edges it out. Um, so what I did when so so when I beat it, um, I sat down with my housemate and we finished the game. And we we're like, oh, that was great. That was so good. And we went to bed. Now we got the next day at about eight thirty or nine o'clock in the morning, and I played for about eight hours, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't stop, and I got to the end of the game again, um, in in one sitting on challenge mode, um, because if you get to the end of the game, they tell you when like the end of the game is. Cause they like, they want you to, you know, make sure that you've got everything and make sure you're ready for like the final fight or whatever. Um, and I was like, cool. So I'm not gonna do the final fight. I'm just going to go back through the entire game and hundred percent it. Um, so I got all the weapons. I got all the gold bolts. I got all the collectibles and I'm upgrading all the weapons and they're almost there. Um, the rhino in this game is really good. 
It is a really fun, wacky one. Carrie, do you know what it is? I do, yes. Okay, yeah. Um, Sony spoiled it, annoyingly. I don't think they should have, because it would have been a great surprise. It would have been like a really genuinely great surprise if, if they didn't spoil it. Um, to the point where I don't think I'm going to spoil it, because I think people should find out what it is naturally. Um, the like the, the the way the story ends and progresses, especially over the last third, is really good. Um, Rivet is really good and compelling. Um, and Kerry, have you met the fourth character? Okay, cool. So 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 um, Kit is also great too. Um, Kit is. I, my favorite thing about Kit and Rivet is that they are not Ratchet and Clank. Um, they are totally separate and they don't pretend like they are Ratchet and Clank. They have their own, like, they have their own thoughts and feelings about things and they, you know, th- they disagree with Ratchet at, at, at some points in the game, um, which is good. And they, they really get to feel organic and feel real in, in, in this universe. Um, and the way the game ends, like I, I would love to see more of them. I think they would, they would be great. Um, whether they have their own game or they have another game where they're they're partnering up with Ratchet and Clank again, um, you know, hand Somniac, What if you made a co-op game? Um, <laughs> you know, like they, they totally, really, like, really stood out as strong parts of this game. Um, the the music's really good as well. There's a so there are these sections of this game which are like platforming heavy sections where like you'll open up a rift and there'll be like a little platforming course that you do. Um, and there'll be like a piece of armor at the end or something. Inside of that, there's like this song that plays. It's like this ethereal dream, like game, uh, uh, song rather through, through this part of the game. Um, and it's very like, you know, echoey and, and quite like vague, but, Every now and again, there's like Ratchet and Clank one songs sewn through it in a way that like is 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 really cool as well. Um, yeah, it's just like it's just a really great, great game. Real good, love it a lot. Want yeah. another one like immediately? I I I forgotten what it was like to finish a Ratchet and Clank game and then go oh, I want more. Like I really I really would love another one. Um, and I, I hope they look. I hope they're looking at this. And Sony's going, yeah, this is like a viable thing for us going forward, um, that we can keep putting money into. You know, like not that they ever didn't think that. I think, but like, I I hope that they. I I hope if if you know if for example Spider Man becomes their their property that obviously has a lot of hands connected to it. You know, goes through Disney, goes through Marvel, goes, goes through Sony, obviously, and Insomniac themselves. If they were then to take Ratchet and Clank and then make Ratchet and Clank the thing that they experiment on, um, I think that would be a really great opportunity to do that. Mm. Whether it's mechanics or tech that they're not sure is going to work super well in in Spider Man, or you know, like because like we said last time that you can you can feel the the influences going back and forth from Insomniac's previous games into this. Um, but like if if they if they made Ratchet like their their not like their like laboratory for for future future game mechanics and ideas, I think that would be uh, something really special. Um, so I yeah, it's just 
It's real good. I'm going to get that platinum. I'm like two trophies away. Um, one of them, I think, just like beating the game again. And there's like a couple other random ones. Um, interesting that there's no platinum for like 100%ing the game, um, which is weird. Yeah. Like you don't get a reward for 100%ing the game, as far as I'm aware. Um, that being said, I don't know if there's an Insomniac Museum in this one. Yeah. I, I hope there heard of anything is. Like that. Neither have I. That would be a shame if this would be one of the few ones without it. That seems like a very that seems like a bygone era you know what i mean like i feel like that's that's not a thing that a current playstation game would do to like remove that mystery and to include a really like bug ridden uh like testing map inside of their game like i don't know it seems like an unsony thing to do right now um yeah, but like I doubt Sony would have a mandate about putting in the Insomniac Museum. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if they'd be like, that hands-on. That might have been like, this isn't up to our standard of quality and it's a cool, neat thing, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could, I could easily see it not being in there. Um, yeah. This, this, that playing is, it, that's a shame. Yeah, no, it would be. Playing it, I can easily see... It's interesting because they sort of go back to the well in some regards... Uh, with some of their tools of destruction, their future series storylines, like obviously Ratchet and Clank are separated, which is like the a really big part of um, Crack in Time is they're separated yep. for like 80% of that game. And, yes. um, you know, you find out in the first 15 minutes of the start of, of this game that um, it is, to, it is, kind of secondarily to do with finding more Lombaxes, which is a big part of Crack in Time and yep. um, and like the end of Tools of Destruction. And I, I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's kind of good that revisiting that. I think it's a, it's a story that's rich with um, enough thing, but I do also feel like we've, we've seen it a bit. So what I, I would love them to explore that maybe, and I haven't seen the end of the game, so I don't know if this is spoilers and don't confirm if it is or not, but I would love them sure. to maybe find more Lombaxes and then progress through that story rather than have it just be this like, oh, I'd love to find more Lombaxes. And then in six games, it's like, oh, I'd love to find more Lombaxes. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> let's yeah. let's maybe find them and then do a new game based on that and see maybe, you know, you've got the Lombaxes and they're incredible inventors and they can make even more weapons for you and stuff like that. And it can be about... Finding a new arm or something, something, something. You know, I'd, I'd love to see the iterative step on that story. Then the next m motion past this game. Um, I think I do a good sure. job of it in this one, but it's just a bit like, okay, cool. What's next? <laughs> yeah, like, like what what I will say without getting into anything anything specific at all is. Um, it feels it like by the end of the game, you don't feel like that they've retreaded the same ground. Um, in in a in a way that is good, um, and because uh, what I notice as well is um, one one of my one of my feelings going into the game before I played it was oh, I don't want like I don't want to be sep I don't want Ratchet and Clank to be separated again because you know, like you know like like you said the last the last like non reboot game was Crack in Time oh no actually it wasn't Crack in Time but the last major non reboot game was Crack in Time that most people played and yeah, which is like ten years ago now it's nuts it, it was a while ago um and yeah like you like Ratchet and Clank are separated for yeah like like you said like eighty five ninety percent of that game mm. um 
And like you feel it in that game. Um, like you feel like you don't have rat, uh, Clank with you for, for the majority of it. And then when you do, like it comes together and ah, oh, I forgot how good that was. Like I forgot how nice it is just to see like that silhouette of that, the, the back of that character on my screen um, or those characters. And I think what they do in this quite well is when they do get separated and they do um, uh, like at least have communication almost um, like relatively early on into the game. Um, they both have this moment of like, yeah, no, like I'm fine. Like you're good. Like, okay, you're good too. Okay. Like we're all right. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. Like it's, it's not another game where they're just missing each other or, you know, they're searching for each other. Like they're in near constant communication with each other. Um, yeah. And throughout multiple parts of the game, like everybody is meeting up a ton. Um, yeah. And it, it, it feels like it feels like the right move there um, to not make you feel like that it is ratchet separated clank again. Um, yeah. It's more like, it's more like, like if you made like a best friend in grade one, right. And then in grade two, you're in separate classes, but you like come together at recess and lunch and it's like, Oh, what was your class? Like, Oh, okay. And then they like go away again, but they'll see you at lunch. They'll see you at the end of the day. It's yeah. extremely specific, yeah. Gary. It's just, just like that. <laughs> just like that thing that, that is, you know, just a normal thing. I'm sorry, Everyone I got that image in like. my head and I had to say it. <laughs> That's okay. What I, what I was going to say is it's like how the Marvel movies go from like the singular characters to like the Avengers movie where they're all together again and then go back to their own movies and then they go back to the Avengers movies again. It's like that. I think, okay. They're both such like extremely Jeremy Carey answers. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah, and like the final thing um, I, I mentioned before, I've been playing XCloud on my tablet. Um, so I got a, I got a, and this this tablet's got a nice screen. I think it's like a fifteen hundred pixel resolution, sort of something like that. Is it OLED screen? I mm, I don't know, I I don't think so. It's not a very expensive tablet. It was like two fifty. Um, the Samsung like panels are nice. It, like it like it it's it's a lovely looking screen. I don't think it's an OLED because I think the viewing angles are really crappy. Um, and so that's usually not how OLED goes. But I'm I'm not too sure. Um. Anyway, so uh, I've been playing uh, a few games on XCloud as well as a lot of Bloons Tower Defense Six. <laughs> on this tablet um because that was the first game that i that was one of the two games that i downloaded on this tablet um balloons tower defense 6 and genshin impact i have not played any genshin impact <laughs> on this tablet i've barely played genshin impact at all but i've played a lot of balloons tower defense 6 and i got yeah. to transfer my save over from my phone into my tablet and i will say it was easier doing that than it ever was transferring any save data from a ps4 to a ps5 but i digress <laughs> I've been playing uh, some Xbox games on my tablet with connecting them to an Xbox controller. Um, what I did was I, I installed the app and I wanted to just jump into a game to see how it looked on the screen. And since um, since I first done it, have done xCloud, I've like upgraded my Wi-Fi and like my my whole networking solution is a lot more, it's a lot stronger now than what it was. And so I was keen to see how it would go. Um, and I loaded up, 
Uh, I think Halo 3 was the first thing I looked uh, Sorry, um, Halo Master Chief Collection was the first thing I loaded up on my tablet. Um, and it looked terrible. It was worse than what I had played on my phone um, last year when I first got into xCloud. And it looked just awful. It was like really blocky, pixely all over the screen and the lensy was huge and like I couldn't see anything and I got into like a level of Halo 2 and it just it just looked awful. And so I turned it off and then I, I went into a different game. I, I like I, I was looking at games and I was like, okay, what game can I just jump into? And so many of the games that they give you have got like loading screens that are like really long at the beginning of the game. Like um see if they have takes a while to connect. Um yeah, Destiny takes a while to connect as well. Um, so does Forza Horizon. It takes forever to get into game of a lot of those. Um, so I jumped into Ori, and like that also took forever. Uh, like th- that also looked really bad as well. And I was like, "What the hell is going on?" I was like, "This is really disappointing." I was really excited to play like XCloud on on this tablet. Uh, and then I tried again yesterday, and it was like a, it was a dream yesterday. I have no idea what happened in between those two days. Um, maybe the servers were just like really busy or something because it's not technically in Australia yet. Um, but yeah, I, I played two hours of Sea of Thieves on my tablet yesterday and it was like a consistent, like either 720 or 1080, like stream. There was a little bit of latency, but a game like Sea of Thieves, it doesn't matter that much because that game's got a bit of padding. Um, and I like do what I always do when I just want to dick around in that game, which is like, okay, I'm in a ship. Where's the nearest storm? I'm just going to go all the way into the middle of it. Um, and I did that and like there was rain and lightning and, you know, like water's going everywhere and like my ship is rocking back and forth and everything on screen is moving. And like the screen and the stream was just handling it fine. Like there was no issues with like, you know, lower resolution because there's more noise and the bitrate gets increased and all that stuff. It was, it was great. Um, I had a, I had a great time. Um, the other reason I wanted to jump in is because there's a new parts of the Caribbean update. Um, which I, I, I didn't, I didn't do any of yet cause I, I want to do that with friends. Um, but what I did notice while I was playing is there's this, there's this huge island now in the middle of nowhere. That's not on the map that I bumped into. And I was oh. like, what the fuck is this? And so I went in there and there's like, there's like NPCs everywhere. And I'm like, what is this? And there was, a, there was another pirate there and he started shooting at me. And so I walked over to him and I started playing music and I was like, Hey, like play music with me. And he started playing music with me. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've, I've, I've calmed down the child. I'm going to go explore <laughs> this Island. Um, this is after he blew up my boat. Cause he, cause he like, I played music while he was blowing up my boat. I was like, stop blowing up my boat. I'm trying to just like see what this Island is. Get out of my fucking game. Um, anyway, then he started like, he started getting drunk and vomiting everywhere. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go look at these NPCs. And I could like hear him like following me. Um, and I'm just like, go away. I'm trying to look at this stuff. And I found a platforming section on the top of this island that goes all the way around it. And it was like really hard to do, especially because I had a little bit of latency, which kept on throwing me off. And so I was doing platforming knowing that I had half a second of, of, of padding to like consider. And I got so close to the end. I got, and I fucked it up at the end and I was so mad, but I saw where it went and I was like, oh, maybe I can just get in my boat and I could just cannon myself up there. Turns out the dickhead sunk my boat. And so <laughs> I like, I, I, I then played music again, made him follow me all the way up to the top of the mountain and I jumped off and he stayed up there and I swam over to his boat <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I hijacked it. And then there was a thing in the water that was shooting at me and I don't know what it was, but there was two things shooting at me. There was like the dude 
who was like, you know, unhappy that I stole his boat. Uh, rightfully so. Um, and there was this like, not, not a mermaid or something, but like it, there was some sea creature that was shooting at the ship and I had no idea what it was. Um, but I died and then I respawned really far away from, from where I was. And then the marker that I put down um, for that island had disappeared and I was very upset. Do you think it's part of the DLC? I think so. So there, there, there was an island that was added a little while ago that's not on the map. That's for like the Pirate Legends stuff. Um, yeah. But this wasn't that. This, 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 was like, this was like a really big island that had a like what looks like a crashed ship like pierced on the top of it um, and like a building made out of it. Um, it's like good pirate shit. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was, it was pretty fun. Um, but it was also like, I did all of that. Then I realized where I was sitting, which is just like on the couch with a tablet in my hand and an Xbox <laughs> controller. And I was like, Oh, Hey, that's kind of cool that I can just like do that from wherever. And so I was like, Oh, well xCloud's obviously working really well today. I'm going to jump back into Halo, jump back into Halo. Looked awful. Don't know <laughs> what about that one game not running well on xCloud in, in Australia, but like that was the only one that just looked absolutely shocking. Um, I don't know if that game is hosted somewhere else, but it was, it was very strange. Um, but yeah, that's xCloud. Mm. I'm excited to get into the, uh, the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. update. Me too. Oh, the music everyone. is really good. There's, they, yep. they don't have, they don't have the song. Yeah. Annoyingly. See, that's the that's the thing, you know. Like, that's like fifty percent of what I wanted that for. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Same. We can yeah. just um, we'll just put it in the Discord and listen to it over the top. Yeah. Well, like, there are other like there are other parts of the Caribbean songs in there, like ones that are really good. There are some really good parts of the Caribbean songs that are in there that have been um like adapted to work for the for the um the instruments that are in the game. Mm. Um. And it's cool because because when when the little shithead was with me, I was like getting him to swap instruments all the time, um, so I could see what it sounded like with different arrangements, um, and that was good, and like all sounded really good, um, okay. But uh, yeah, it's it's a shame like the song is, is not there, um, it's it's a shame that it's there. Sorry, it's not there, but it like it it is in Kingdom Hearts, so like it's not like Disney are not willing to license it out. Um, yeah. Do you do you know that do you know that it's definitely not there in the actual story of the DLC as well, or is it just not there in there? I looked it up. I haven't I, I haven't looked it up, but I'm I'm pretty sure because they would have led with it. Yeah, it would have right? been the trailer like, music. It, it would have been in the marketing, yeah. um, even if it was like only at the end, like with the logo, like da 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 da. Like it would have really like kicked it as like a. I, I I honestly wonder if it would have made more people play it. Um, <laughs> not that you know, not that not, not a lot of people playing because that game's obviously doing very well. Um, but like, yeah, we should um organize a time to do that next week, probably. I'm okay. I'm, I'm very very keen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, we don't have much else here. I I've got a game on my list, but it's not one I've been playing. It's one I've been watching, but I've I've just been absolutely taken by it um not for the first time like being retaken by it but that's ftl um which is 10 years old again like cracking time uh at this point um what a game 
This this game's so good. I've just been watching Northern Lion play it recently. Um and it's so cool. It's so the the game is so good and it's it's nice to watch someone make the decisions but not have to make them yourself. I find sometimes that playing it it could be quite easy to become overwhelmed with all the decision making you have to do every time, every time, every time with that game. Um and the runs go for a little while. It's not returnal bad, but um yeah, it's great to watch someone else play it and, you know, making jokes the whole time. It's it, it's something I one of the few videos where I can put on an hour and a half of it and watch the whole thing like actively um, and really enjoy it. So it's really got me thinking about getting back into it. Um, the The soundtrack in FTL is, it's on another level. It's so good. Yeah. Like, Did you I, ever play Into the Breach? No, I haven't. That's the other thing. It's been making me think about it. I've got it. Mm-hmm. I've, I've bought it. I, st- I just never, I just installed I just never I think pressed the, sound, the play button. The soundtrack for Into the Breach, I think, is better than FTL. It's oh, so good. Wow. It's big, big fighting words. Mm. Um, it's just, it, it, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I, I, you don't realize how good it is until you go back and you remember, like, every single song. <laughs> and you can, like, sing along with it and then it gets stuck in your head when you're in the shower and, like, like so many parts of FTL. Like, it's so, looking at it now... Um, it's so simple and refined like yeah like it, it's it's clearly made on a smaller budget you know the the character animations and the the way it works but it's so polished within those systems and they're they're intricate and deep enough that the the systems are quite mechanically deep um that it's 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 kind of timeless in a way um yeah yeah i just been so impressed by it that, that that's all just sort of this like revisit that i haven't even done myself it's just so so good um but yeah it got me thinking about oh do i want to play to the breach do i want to play advanced wars or <laughs> just random things and just like oh, do i want to do this how many hours uh, do you have in fdl how many uh you have 41 couple, hours yeah a couple of dozen yeah 41 you? June, what's your what's your Steam profile picture look like? Oh, there it is. You have one minute play total. I think you have more than that. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Uh, I've got uh, th- almost thirty-one. Right. Cool. Yeah. Game's uh, fucking good. I'll, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be back. I'll be back. FTL. Um, I'm not I also looking at my tablet right, right now to see if I can download it onto my tablet. Oh, I can't download it onto my tablet. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> It's not on Android. Ah, that sucks. Yeah. Um, I also played a little bit more Eternal while I was editing the last podcast. Um, and I'm kind of a bit less happy with it coming back to it after a break. Um, just because the runs are so prohibitively long and there's no saves. And that's fine when you're discovering new things in like the middle section. But because the only thing I've got to do now is like find and defeat the final boss. I just keep dying before I get there, but it takes me two hours to die and not get there. And it's just like, it's, it's the, it's a bit of a drag. I I need to sit down and get to the end and finish it. And I think I, once I do that, I don't really think I'll go back, but I want, I want to finish that story and I want to finish that loop. Um, it's just been, yeah, it's pretty unsatisfying when you just want to progress and, it requires such a time investment from you. 
still think it shouldn't have been a roguelike. Yeah, maybe. I don't think it's bad as a roguelike. I just think it's too long. It's just chronically overdrawn. It's just too long. Every run is too long. Every fight is too long. Uh, yeah, that's that's it with what we've been playing. Um, so we're going to do the question, and then Jeremy's going to regale us with a tale once we come back from the break. Um, uh, but what's the question for the week, June? Um, what game world would you most want to flight simulator over? Mm-hmm. I yes, no, I have an answer to this. My my answer involves every time I think of this, I always I always think of like. What's got a good skybox? I want to fly over that. Hmm. <laughs> I've got like, I've got nine answers. I need to not say nine answers. <laughs> You're going to have to whittle them down. <laughs> I really do. Uh, have a think, everyone. Uh, Jeremy's going to whittle away while you do. And once we've had a think, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. I really struggled to think of an intro for this one because it's a very general question. So what I'm going to do instead is just throw it straight to June. June, what's the question for the week? It's a really disappointing opening. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what game world would you want to flight simulator over? So Jeremy's got nine answers. I've got three. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two very lackluster ones. Well, so my first, first. Um, my first immediate thought, yeah, was Destiny, and that's because of their incredible skyboxes. I always think of playing on Venus in the first game, how it's all like yellow and red in the Ishtar Collective. Um, that would be really cool to fly over. I guess because it's like natural landscapes, but Different colors. <laughs> I want to go to the yellow planet. I want to go to the red planet. I want is to that go to not, the <laughs> Is that not just No Man's Sky? Yeah. The, the, there's, there's a bit more author direction, I think, in, in Destiny's mm. world. Um, yeah. Like flying over like a Pyramidian or flying over, you know, um, like, you know, a, a, a gigantic pyramid that's landed on a planet, right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> what's that shapes <laughs> the, the sci-fi you know it. shapes you know um, it the thing that gets me as well though is like like destiny's skyboxes are so impressive and it'd be cool to be like looking down on the ground level which is also quite nice but also then being able to look like side by side on cloud level looking above you as well or like flying through the clouds into the at- atmosphere or something like that like all of that would be so cool um and come to think of it there are those scenes in, in the loading screen where if you're not going warp speed to the planet where you're like hovering, like just above the surface of the planet before the ship flies down, it'd kind of be like that, but a bit nicer. Um, yeah, that's, that's my first answer. Does someone want to jump in with another one of theirs? Uh, one of mine was Hades. Mm. Yeah, and I know what you're thinking. One, I, I know what you're thinking. Jeremy, Hades is underground. Yes, but I don't care. Um, I think seeing the world of Hades from very high up in a three dimension would look sick. Um, being able to go through those different realms, 
um, and then, you know, ending up on land and then, you know, and then going up a little bit higher um, would be really, really cool. Um, and if they if they made that work in a, in a 3D space um, for a flight sim, that would look really, really, really cool. <laughs> Whirlpools of fire and, you know, just arenas and yeah just like the, the the general like color palette that that would provide would be very very stunning june june um i had diablo oh mm. i like that um even though i think it's pretty same samey a lot of the time but that that world is so big it'd be um cool i reckon and like yeah. it's got a lot of areas that have got like glowing like like architecture and stuff like that, right? Like where it's yeah, it's got like an ethereal glow or like a mist to it, through the, and some, like a sinister red glow to some areas and stuff. Like I've I've very I've only cursorily seen that game, but I can see a lot of um, mm. I- interesting areas. Mm. That and uh, mystery dungeon, Pokemon mystery dungeon, but because you I, see I, like. You see, like, the map from that, and, like, you can see where all the dungeons are in the world, but it's hard to imagine them, mm-hmm. like, getting from place to place, you know, and in the sky, you're actually, you're traveling from place to place, so it'd be cool to see, like, how the world is as a whole. Mm. As well as, like, you can be able to see all, all like, the all of the zones as well, where the, where mm. the Pokemon stay, and, um, yeah, like, I'd Pokemon as well, but, yeah, like, Mystery Dungeon would be really, really good. Mm. Um. I'd Pokemon just in terms of like I'd love to be able to fly over different Pokemon towns and see you know like the each Pokemon has like a very large building or mountain or something in it as well like you know whether it's a whether it's like the Mount Coronet or like you know like like the the big the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower, Tower type thing in <laughs> in in X and Y, yeah. Um, you know, it would, it would be cool to fly over and, you know, like see like the routes and see, you know, like there's the coast of the, of the islands and all that stuff. I think that would be really cool. And in Emerald as well, like such a big part of that is obviously the, the, the waterways in like the second half of the game. It'd be cool to see how like trafficked that is, you know, like mm. just like flying over it and seeing so many people riding past on Pokemon or in boats and stuff like that. I think that'd be, that'd be neat. Mm. Carrie, you got more? Uh, yeah, one of them I've got, which is funny because in most of these games you do get an airship, but, uh, some Final Fantasy games, um, specifically 10 and 12 would be interesting as well. Um, although I think you get a good sense of 12 by playing it because that is everything so interconnected, but flying over 10 would be really quite nice because that, that is quite, um, it's, it's quite a natural landscape kind of game, but, um, the landscapes are all quite different they're quite otherworldly it's not like we were talking about inquisition in the break or like dragon age or something to suggest but because it's kind of that straight high fantasy thing it means it's set in a realm that looks a lot like earth currently and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just not as exciting as an answer right whereas final fantasy is very distinct not only in its like uh architecture and uh, character designs and stuff like that but also like geographically it's quite distinct from many different things um you know they've got floating cities and um a lot of final fantasy 10 is made on the ruins of great cities that came before um and it's quite rocky at different times and 
you get your eye sections and i don't know it, it, it's got a very interesting world and there are so many parts of that game that like float and become wisps and fly into the air so that would be like cool to fly through as well like i think final fantasy 10 is a good one mm. um but also dark souls because dark souls yeah, I, was, that, I was gonna say like bloodborne or something yeah i was yeah. gonna say bloodborne because they're that's that high fantasy setting, not not Bloodborne, obviously, but Dark Souls. But the world is so fucked up, <laughs> and it's so intricate as well. Um, it wouldn't work as well in Dark Souls One because a lot of that world is stacked on top of itself, like everything's built on top of it each other. So you'd only be able to see like the top layer and like Anor Londo and stuff like that. But Dark Souls Two, um, which admittedly I'd want to see less, <laughs> but <laughs> Dark Souls Two spreads out. Um, from the main area in different sections although that game i remember playing it recently relatively and thinking about how impossible it was like there's this area where you start down the bottom of this swamp and there's this big castle built up top of it and you get to the top of the castle and you defeat a boss and when you defeat the boss at the top of the castle you will go into this room and then you ride an elevator up from there i'm like what There's no, there was no roof here. There was just sky above this castle, and now I'm going in an elevator up, and you get out of the elevator, and then you're in this big area that's surrounded by lava. So it's like, hang on, I was under this big lava castle when I could see the sky up there. I don't know. It's so um, two probably actually wouldn't really work, but yeah, I, I think that's another one where the, the, the landscape is very unique in Dark Souls. Mm. Good answers, I think. Um, I got a couple that I'm just going to throw out. Um, uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure. Um, I would love to see like a stitched world, like, you know, made out of different felts and crafting, you know, materials and, and all that stuff. I think that would be really nice. And the clouds in Literary Planet always looked really good too. <laughs> um, I think that would look really pretty. Um, if, you know, maybe a little bit less interesting in terms of details, but like the the way the world was made, I think would look really fun. Um, uh, the last guardian, because I think flying over like an Ueda designed world would be really pretty. Um, seeing like ruined castles and, you know, impossible mountains and caves and crevices and, and, you know, like, you know, fallen shadow, fallen Colossus from shadow of the Colossus or something, you know, like stuff like that. Um, a counterpoint, Jeremy, how about seeing from the sky, Living Colossus. Living Colossi. Well, like, I do wonder if they, like... like Most of them, I think, wake up. Oh, no, some of them are awake when you get there. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Like, just, like, wandering around. I don't know. What do they do? Like... You know, there's that. You know the. You know the one that's on the big disc that you fight. It's got the yeah. sword really early on. Like, what's that one doing up there? It's just there, hanging out, just like looking yeah. over the edge. Yeah, like, oh. looking over the edge, going, huh? Still water down there, huh? <laughs> and you, you you fly past, and it really slowly goes. Oh, yeah, waves at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and finally, um, cyberpunk. Um, oh, I think flying over that world would look really cool like seeing you know the amount of advertising lights you know especially at nighttime you know how bright that world would be at night would be really really pretty um i reckon if they you know like it maybe more like when i say cyberpunk i think i i think i mean that like cinematic trailer they put out years prior um the one that begins on the train 
um, that, that version of that world looks really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I reckon, I reckon that, um, as an addendum, uh, to this question, um, there's a video that I think, I think you two should watch, but I think everybody should watch, um, from one Jacob Geller, um, Jeremy's favorite YouTuber, um, which is a video called cities without people. And it is a, it is a digestion of Microsoft flight simulator and how, everything looks stunning and there is nobody living in the entirety of the world in that version of Microsoft flight simulator and how that, um, sat with him. Um, and it was, it was very, very, it's a very good video and, and it, it, it's, it explicitly goes out of its way to not be like, you know, cities are prettier without people, you know, like in terms of like, you know, we shouldn't exist that kind of like garbage nihilism. Um, it it's it's a it's a very good video that that touches on you know realistically in flight simulator there's nobody there and you don't quite realize it because you're so far you're so far above everybody um so it's 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 a good one cool uh what's what's the question for the next week i already forgot is there a game series that you want to get into and have tried to get into but can't Mm. I really like this question, but I really struggle to come up with an answer for it immediately. This is one I'm going to need to ruminate <laughs> on. Well, you got a week. Well, you, you've got a week. Yeah, I'll definitely going to think myself. about it. I'll look at it every day. Yeah. Weekly alarm. Uh, sorry, yeah. daily alarm. Don't worry, Kerry. I'll put it in the calendar. Yeah, for every day. <laughs> uh, so. News has kind of been a little light on this last week after E3. Thank uh, God. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a not a not a problem per se, but uh, not at all. Glad about it. Um, that said, Jeremy, when we were thinking about what to do in the second half of the podcast, you seemed keen to tell a particular tale uh, of something that I haven't been following along with. Um, yeah. Um... June, how much do you know about the game Abandoned? None, is, nothing. Okay, cool. This is good then. So, Silent Hill came out in 19... No, okay, oh. so... <laughs> so, okay, so uh, for many, many years now, this is not a secret, um, there, have, there has been a vacuum in the space known as Silent Hill News um, ever since PT shut down. Uh, or got canned rather, and then the whole Kojima thing. Silent Hill fans have been clamoring for droplets of news, uh, including myself, even to the point where I was excited to see Pyramid Head in day, uh, Dead by Daylight. That's that's how much of a, a void there is. In, in, it's pretty in, pathetic. In, I know, it really is. Because, <laughs> um, you know, then my mind runs, oh, well, they're you know, they're going to bring Silent Hill to, to Dead by Daylight. Maybe they're looking at bringing back the IP as a thing, you know. Anyway. So there's always been rumors that there's a new one coming out only for years to go by without a new one coming out. Um, recently, that has uh, reappeared again in the form of a, a different game. So there's a game that got announced fairly recently called Abandoned. Now, Abandoned is a game that is developed by a studio called Blue Box. Um, 
and it was announced uh, earlier this month, I think. Um, I think it was like the 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 tenth of tenth of June, I think, is when the, the trailer went up. Um, and to be completely honest, this game looks a lot like PT. Um, this game looks a lot like what what would PT be like if it was set inside of like a Silent Hill forest. Um, and this trailer sort of came out out of nowhere. Um, sorry, it was uploaded on the 8th of April. So even further, um, further back than I thought. And like it's first person, it's very slow. And basically no one had heard about this game and it was uploaded to the PlayStation's, um, uh, PlayStation's YouTube account um, saying, Abandoned announcement teaser PlayStation 5. And inside of like the little description, they were boasting 4K60 graphics and and you know, like ultra realism, photo, photorealistic graphics, all that stuff. Anyway, so what I'm gonna be doing is just reading snippets from uh, a Kotaku article saying <laughs> which is titled Hideo Kojima Conspiracy Theory Ends with Tears. Um <laughs> uh, written by one Ethan Gatch. Um, it's a so great I've, headline. It's, it's a very good headline. So these are some of the snippets. So on June 15th, when Blue Box wrote in a now deleted tweet, guess the name abandoned. So sorry, guess the name. Colon. Abandoned equals, and then in brackets, first letter S, last letter L. Reveal closing in, hashtag PS5, hashtag exclusive. Now, first letter S, last letter L. Now, now I, I don't have to tell you, but um, uh, just in case you, you weren't aware, the, the first letter of Silent Hill is S, and the last <laughs> letters of Silent Hill is L. Um, since the letters seem to match up, Silent Hill fans started getting excited about the possibility of an impending announcement, while a social media guessing game is an unusual way to kick off the return of a big franchise. In this case, there was arguably some precedent of it. Um, this is alluding to when PT was announced. PT was not announced as... Uh, Silent Hill. Um, the only reason anybody knew it was Silent Hill is when you beat PT, you then leave the like the apartment. Norman Reedus walks out, and then it says Silent Hills, Hideo Kojima, and Guillermo del Toro project or whatever. Um, and they hid that to the point where um, PT was not listed under Konami, um, and there was a fake company that it was shelled under, and to the point where Jeff Keighley did an interview with a fake CEO. Um, to and that's how much they were hiding that game. They they did a similar thing to a lesser extent with um, Metal Gear Solid Five, where they had a launch party for a game. Well, like they had like a like an announcement party for a game called um The Phantom Pain. Um, and there was like clues in the trailer that if you worked it out, it actually said Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, but it was like it was like there was an ARG going on. So you know, Konami and Kojima has always been pretty strange with the way they announced some of their games. Um. So people were looking at this going, maybe this is the next one. Um, the article continues, the blue box situation sparked a post that blew up on the gaming leaks and rumors subreddit that collects all sorts of so-called data points providing Silent Hills was not dead. The, this ranged from not noting that Konami shop was teasing new Silent Hill merchandise to weird coincidences involving a van- abandoned game director, Hassan Karaman. Um, now, uh, since this stuff has come out, Konami is still putting out new, inf- new, um, uh, merchandise uh, uh, based around Silent Hill. 
And some of the art that they are using looks like abandoned, which is really weird. Oh. Like there was there was nothing one-to-one, which was why I was sort of getting really into this because I was like, wait, it's going back and forth. It's not a one-way street. Um, It totally is a one-way street, but it's really fucking close to the point where like I spent like hours just looking at these two images um, trying to make sure that they weren't the same image. Hours? Um, well, I also went hours to um, try and look at stock fo- stock websites to try and find the one that they used, um, just in case, like I could, but I couldn't. Wow. Anyway, um, Kojima then tweeted on June uh, 9th, a photo of some books and said, thanks Harper Books, The Silent Wife by Karen Slaughter, the latest in the Will Trent series, The Last Widow was uh, kidnapping action. This is um, translated, so it's, it's a little bit off. Um, and then there's Joe Hill's uh, short story, Full Throttle. Uh, he He's much more interesting in short stories than in long ones, looking forward to them both. Now, he says the words both <laughs> Silent and Hill in this tweet, um, and which of course sent everybody. Um, That's so to, funny. To the moon. <laughs> Continuing on from the story. Fans also found an Instagram post where Kojima appeared to be holding up a blue box. Did you know that at 49 <laughs> seconds in the Abandoned's April teaser trailer, the letters P and T are graffitied into some rocks. All of these fans resonated must be a part of an elaborate marketing campaign for Kojima's next game. Um, continuing on back in February, VGC reported that Konami has already out. Sorry, this is a quote from VGC. Konami has already outsourced a Silent Hill project to a prominent Japanese developer with a reveal due this summer. Now that was the thing that they did report on a little while ago, which you haven't heard about yet. Um, maybe it'll be part of summer game fest. Um, because that's still going technically. Um, we don't really know where that is or what that is. I haven't heard anybody else talk about it. Um, can't wait to see the live service platinum Silent Hills game. Oh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't joke. You take those words back. <laughs> like my heart can't, my heart can't take that, Gary. Um, there was another tweet from uh, Blue Box Games. Um, company fact, semicolon. Blue doesn't refer to the color; it refers to something else. Can you guess it? Um, they then replied to that tweet, um, saying b.l.u.e and then said the first one to guess it will get access to the close alpha version of abandoned once it's ready that's a big promise the answer will be tweeted in 24 hours so twitter went nuts trying to figure out what it was 26 hours later um the correct answer is best level user experience it stands for unique gameplay interactions with unparalleled user experience those who are amongst the first to guess it will receive a dm shortly um that one was really disappointing to see that that's what that stood for. Um, <laughs> uh, people in the in the comments responding to the original t- tweet was B equals 2, L equals 12, U equals 21. Um, oh my God. Uh, e equals silent. I don't know how that works. Um, uh, 21221 um, is the postal code of Baltimore, the real Silent Hill location. Um, yeah, that, so yeah, like oh, this was obviously getting out of hand at this point. Um, and yet it does continue. Um, there was another tweet from, uh, Jeff Keeley this time. Um, he was doing a Q and a where someone tweeted at him, um, Hey Jeff, what is happening with, uh, BB game studios, which is blue box. Can you talk about the game or the team? And he says, 
Hassan has been really eager to share more with you in the coming months. Uh, so stay tuned to my Twitter. I think there is more to share on that game soon. We will all find out together. Um, as well as talking about that, he's excited to see what the game is like. Um, Jeff Keighley and Kojima are obviously very, very close. Um, Jeff Keighley is in love with Kojima um, and I ship that. Um, and like, you know, so him being a part of that reveal, like a totally see, um, especially because Konami was specifically not at E3 and they had said that they were not going to be at E3. So obviously they obviously don't have much to share. Usually when companies don't have much to share, they will um, go to a place like Keighley to wrap it up with a bunch of other gaming announcements or um, just do a showcase anyway in like Gearbox. Um, but I digress. On Blue Box Studios account, Hassan made his first appearance um, where he tweeted a video. Um, this was, however, after um, Jason Schreier uh, also started tweeting about it as well, um, where he was like saying like, hey, just caught up on um, uh, hang on, wait, where is it really quick? I'm just catching up on the abandoned slash Hideo Kojima slash Silent Hill ARG conspiracy, and it is truly incredible. I personally couldn't care less about Silent Hill, but I sure do hope this is real. This was on the oh, 18th of June. Oh, Shreya, what are you doing? Well, he he obviously had just stumbled upon it and weighed in because, like, you know, people can do that. Uh, this, like, a little pretty early into some of the stuff, he was saying, well, I was on the fence before, but now I'm honestly convinced this is Kojima, um, as he was um, browsing through the same threads that everybody else was browsing through on recent era. Um, he then uh, linked a thing saying that if you uh, translate the word Hideo um, into, um, I, th I think it's uh, Turkish, um, it actually comes up as uh, Karaman, who is the, the lead developer of Abandon. He then says, I wouldn't be shocked if this turns out uh, to be a new thing rather than Silent Hill, but I'm convinced it is Kojima. My tinfoil hat is glued on. Um, <laughs> Jason Trier then reached out and did an actual interview with um, Karam. Uh, sorry, hang on, what's his name? Karaham. It was Hassan, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Hassan. Got in touch with him, did an actual interview with him, um, in which he says, hey, I found out this person is actually real and he's not Hideo Kojima. <laughs> uh, in, in his Bloomberg article, which is titled, What is Blue Box? Uh, no, What is Blue Box Game Gamers? Oh, What is Blue Box Gamers Believe It Is Hideo Kojima's Silent Hill? In the article, he says, Blue Box claimed to have a team of more than 50 people working on the game, yet LinkedIn shows no employees other than Karaham. Uh, Blue Box said the game will be revealed through a PlayStation 5 application designed as an interactive trailer, which has never been done before. Karaham said he signed a contract with Sony, but wouldn't offer specifics. He also said the game was funded by investors, but wouldn't say who. There is a reason for that, but I can't really talk about it, Karaham said. What the hell? However, Karaham has since been on um, the Blue Box account, they did a video of himself saying, "Hi, I wanted to do, I wanted to do a really quick video to show myself that I am a real person and not a not really associated with Hideo Kojima. I'm not an actor. I'm not working on Silent Hill." Look, I believe him, but what is going on? What is going on? <laughs> there, I mean, there's there's, a, there's a, a lot of stuff happening there. There's a, there's a lot to unpack. Um. And you've got to wonder how much of that, like, crowdsourced 
um, you know, detective work was all confirmation bias, right? You know, they were like, I could twist yeah. this somehow in some way to make it sound like the thing I want it to be like. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, apparently they had to delay um, part of their announcement trailer. Um, it's apparently launching on the 26th for Australia and the 25th for people who are um, on the other side of the world. Oh, um the, the like the the, the proper um, the the proper trailer for for oh, abandoned, right. um, it is weirdly tied to some app, which is odd. I don't know what that means. Um, uh, the, Blue boxes have actually existed for a little while now. They've got a number of failed kickstarters that didn't work, um, but they got this project off the ground by getting some excitement from Sony that they wanted to show it off. Um, but they apparently do have other, um. Uh, like other investors, I don't know who that is. Um, I kind of feel bad for this guy because yeah. I don't know. Like this game isn't obviously going to be Silent Hill. Like I, I, I do feel bad for him um, because I think I think he will cop maybe more than he will than he he was expecting. Um, that being said, they have very that the game sure. They 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 did act like they were maybe pushing something a little bit like tongue in cheek like hey maybe it is you don't know it it reminds me of when they were making the Venom movie and Tony were like I don't know Spider Man could show up Spider Man could show up in the Venom movie you have and of course he was yeah I have to watch him find out and everyone watched it went hey that was bad and also he wasn't in there <laughs> um and then at the end they're like yeah no he's not in it we we tricked you we got you um so. You know, like the the whole what is it? The begins with S, last like first letter S, last letter L. As far as I can tell, that hasn't that hasn't actually been like resolved. I, they, I haven't seen a follow up to that, so I don't know what that what that meant. Um, and what's this whole like fifty developers thing? But no one's no one's yeah. Okay, the- so, so so Jason's um uh article does go into that. Um, where he basically says what he was actually alluding to, that 50 people have worked on this game, including contractors um, and other people who don't work at the studio. Um, He said something along the lines of um, uh, that he would see if other people at the studio would be available to comment, um, I think, that they would, they didn't want to. Um, it says here, Caraman said abandoned um, has been in development since 2017, although the concept was changed a lot of times. He says Blue Box team consists of 10 people that he had outsourced work to several other studios. So, and that he had outsourced work to several other studios, which accounted for the 50 figure he mentioned earlier. Um, uh, but the conversation raised more questions. Caraman would not uh, would not make other members of his team available for interviews, and would only identify one who didn't respond for a request for comment. Caraman um, said that he had signed a contract with Sony, but wouldn't offer specifics. He also said that the game was funded by investors. Wouldn't say who. There was for that, but I can't really talk about it. Uh, Caraman named two of the six or seven outsourcing companies that he had said Blue Box is working with: uh, Naria Studio and uh, Decon. Decogon Studio representatives for both companies declined to comment. Um, so weird. So so weirdly secretive. You know what I really hope? I hope this dude has just taken Sony's money for a ride and that <laughs> this project doesn't exist at all. He's like 
put it in like real estate or something. He's like <laughs> taken the money, put it somewhere else, goes, I don't have it anymore. We spent it and the project isn't going to work out. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cancel it. Meanwhile, he's got like a mansion or like, I hope like that would be the funniest way that story could end. Um, like, like, I don't think that's the case. Like, like this dude has said, you know, he's been, he's been, he's been a developer for, for a number of years and has wanted to make games since he was a kid. And he just hasn't really had much success until now. Um, or at least, you know, any, any attention. Um, but yeah, what a, what a wild tale. <laughs> Weird time. Yeah. That's and it, really strange. And it might not even be over, you know, like the trailer comes out tomorrow so or the day after rather so like what if it's silent hill <laughs> what if after all of that um yeah fucking very strange um and i guess that you know if that v vgc article is correct which i you know am inclined to believe it is because they're pretty like good with that stuff we would be getting one anyway hmm. so what if they announce them both on the same day in their separate games? <laughs> I feel really bad for him then because like that could just basically put a bullet in like his project. Yeah. Unless it's better. Unless it's better. And you know what? It's not like Konami's track record's really that good anyway. Yeah. What was the last game I love um... Metal Gear Survive. Yeah, dude. I mean, um... I love like internet conspiracy theories like this. That's just mm -hmm. like a bunch of people being like, but A is number one. And that like stands for, yeah. it's like it could, you can literally like connect any two things in some way if you try hard enough. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. But I love seeing people do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's good. It's really Like fun. seeing people convince themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of the, um, a little bit, very tangentially, but it reminds me of the... Remember when those obelisks started turning up in random places <laughs> last year? And what, people thought it was like something serious, but it was actually just a marketing technique? Yep. Was that that one? Yeah. Yep. Did, did, was that ever debunked? I never heard the conclusion of that. It was marketing for something, wasn't it? People thought it was for control, but I don't... Oh, I didn't realise it was a games thing. No, I, I, I don't think it was. Um, I don't know if they... That's just 10 awesome obliques. Around the world. No, I want to... <laughs> uh, I don't know if we... Did we find out? I'm just, everyone just forgot about it. It's like, well... Oh, around the world, 2020. Monolith mystery. Uh... Because they all got taken away really quickly. Yeah. Or if it was just like some Nothing. college kids art project yeah, or like that, that, film, that would be film project. Um, Maybe we'll never know. Maybe <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, yeah, thanks for putting that all together, Jeremy. I um, I had seen the headlines and been like, this is weird and I don't really understand or know of any of this so i'll just kind of not pay attention to it but that was that was a good that was a good tale <laughs> you always do a good job of putting silly internet stories together 
and explaining it, them really well. It, it's truly my favorite thing. Um, it you is just truly, truly my favorite. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Internet um, conspiracies. I think my that, favorite a, was, was the Fallout 76 subscription. <laughs> 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 I think my favorite might have been when Andy and Randy started going at it on Twitter. Um, oh <laughs> um, it, if you want another small uh, internet story, you should read Gita Jackson's article on Motherboard about uh, where did the fan, uh, where did the art come from that Zack Snyder tweeted when he when he said that it's kind of that Batman eats box. Um, it's 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 she did a whole article about where did this art come from and and there's a there's a good chance it came from a legendary and I think semi-retired DC illustrator, but like no one actually knows because he did not respond for comment. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, that that tweet went off. That was nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've we've landed here at the end of another episode. Uh, thanks everyone for coming along with us for the ride, for the episode, for the podcast, for Minimapcast. Um, uh, if you want to <laughs> listen to more episodes of this podcast, you can go to minimap.com.au or uh, podcast service of your choice. We've got sixty three other episodes of this including an interstitial next gen episode we did last year uh when we got our hands on the new consoles um plenty of content for you to listen to uh some of it's a bit out of date but also some of it's classic it's great uh one episode i'm trying to think of of like of an all-time classic moment and the only one i can think of i don't want to say out loud (laughs) (laughs) say it i don't i don't want to say it (laughs) I don't do. I don't want to do it. Say it. I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we also have other podcasts. Like I said at the top of the show, um, they're great. You should listen to those as well if you feel like it. Um, some excellent episodes in the Game Spoilers podcast feed as well, like Pyre and uh, Tacoma and Catherine. Some really good episodes in there. Um, Soma. Soma. Yeah, it's a great one. If you want to support us, like I said before, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau uh, to throw us a few dollars monetarily if you feel like doing that. Uh, no pressure, obviously. Everyone's in different financial situations. If it is something you feel like doing, the option is there for you. Uh, you can also give us a rating on your podcast service of choice. And if you're feeling particularly generous, uh, you know, jump over to iTunes, even if you don't use it. Give us a five-star rating, some kind words. That really helps us out a lot. Um, Aside from that, I think that's about it. We'll be back in another week. Um, are there any games coming out? Mario Golf, I guess, is coming out t- tomorrow, isn't it? Yep. Um, I might not get mine until Tuesday, annoyingly. Um, oh, that's, uh, that's that's sort of like the biggest. Um, yeah. well, Wind Waker comes out soon-ish, right? Uh, Skyward Sword is next. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah whatever. If only um, we're Wind Waker. I, I would actually be far more excited if it was a movie in a week. <laughs> yeah, me too. And you yeah. give me shit for wanting the Wii U ports out of a out of an E3 announcement. How dare you? Yeah, okay. Well, sorry. I'm more excited for a port of one game than I am for a port of a game that people like less. I'm just saying, you give me shit and here you are wanting it, stumping for it. I, just saying. That's, that's just not, saying. not what I did. That's just not saying. what I did. I'm just saying. <laughs> um... I think that's about it for this week, though. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs> uh-
was gonna say happy gaming again at the end, but I didn't want to. <laughs> you want to embarrass do the, myself like that? You want to do the twitters at all, Kerry? You want you want to? You oh do the yeah, social? the Twitter! Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> uh, you can find Minimap on Twitter at MinimapAU. You can find Jeremy on Twitter at at Obi One Jazz. You can find June on Twitter at. Junez, J-N underscore E-double-S. You can find Kerry on Twitter at KJ Palmer underscore 24. I apologize for this terrible outro. I will endeavor to do better next time uh, on the next episode of the podcast where we will see you then. Goodbye. <laughs> that was atrocious, Kerry. That was really bad. It was so bad, right? Wow, that was bad. <laughs>